Hey Dragons, this is Kenneth Rotter. Today we were lucky enough to sit down and speak with Marvin Washington, former NFL defensive end, Super Bowl 33 champion, and Conalife Advisory Board member. Marvin spoke to us about the current climate surrounding medical marijuana and CBD, a non-psychoactive part of the cannabis plant, and the current state of head injuries in the NFL, the class action lawsuit of former NFL players against the league, and the new movie Concussion, starring Will Smith, hitting theaters Christmas Day. Check it out after the intro. In the basement rolling dice, rolling dice. I'm a wizard. When we play, we do it right. Candles flicker, fighting dragons in my mind. In my mind. Just four kicks. DM says you're gonna die. Roll a D6. Roll a D6. Roll a D6. Can you give us a brief introduction to Canalife and its and its investigations in using CBD. Well, I the one part that that I know about is down in the lab in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, they, they, and even Temple. We have partnership with with, with uh, some some PhDs and some doctors at, at Temple University to develop cannabinoid CBD as a neuroprotectant and antioxidant for the brain. We've had the patent for a year, and and basically all the early indications show that that it has that it can be used as a neuroprotectant. But this has been known for years because the government had the patent, so they gave it up to to take it further. And we're doing that right now, just having the patent a year. You know, we're still in our I would say our infancy, but we're you know we're we're, we're speeding up the time uh, and and gonna have something. Definitely out as some um, peer-reviewed papers out probably in 2016. As far as what they're doing right now, I just know that they're working on it and, and they're trying to develop a, a neuroprotection from the cannabinoid, you know, CBD. Excellent. And I know I've heard you speak about it can treat concussions. Are there any other injuries other than brain and head injuries that science is pointing us that CBD can be used to treat? Well, that's all over. I, I know we're we're doing something with CBD. It's it's just been studied, you know, over I imagine over the last you know ten years. But there are different companies that that have shown and it's documented and it's uh, drugs are out on the market. There's a couple company called GW Pharmaceutical, and they have a drug that treats uh, people that have these epileptic strokes and seizures, and they're trading on on the Dow at hundred and twenty dollars a share. It's out of uh, out, out of the United Kingdom, but there's all the kids that have these these seizures from from having epilepsy. CBD has shown that it helps them. Charlotte Fiji is probably the most famous one, and she had to deal in in Congress that got passed in, in Congress that you know doctors can prescribe CBD for kids that have these epileptic seizures. There's been talk that it, it helps with cancer. There's been talk that it helps with uh, a, a pain management. I don't know all about that. I can only stay in my lane and, and, and specifically talk about the, the closed head injury, not only in football, but we're talking, you know, soldiers that are coming out of a war theater. We're talking about people that have been in car accidents. We're talking about college football players, high school football players. Second highest incident of, of concussions come from girls' high school soccer players. So we're, we're talking about, you know, 
anybody that's in a contact sports or that has a closed head injury, we think we're on the way to have a therapeutic solution for that because right now there is not. Obviously, marijuana currently has a negative stigma around it, but CBD does not have psychoactive component. Now, can you go a little bit further into that and just explain that there is no, essentially what people think of as getting high? Yeah, and and to me, and I kind of explain it this way, there is the the two active ingredients in in the medical in the, in the marijuana plant, there's CBD, which is non-psychotropic, non-psychoactive, doesn't get you high, doesn't get you stoned. And then there's THC, that's the psychotropic, that's the one that gets you high. To me, that's more recreational. Are there some medicinal benefits in, in, in smoking it? Yeah, there is, but there's more medicinal and medical benefits that are going to come out of CBD. And then you get rid of, you know, people's negative connotations, include my family. This is this is just part of it, educating them and, and telling the difference between CBD and THC. I chew CBD gum. I, I bake with CBD. I have CBD shampoo, lotion. I have a bunch of CBD CBD products. I don't have any THC because I don't you know I don't smoke marijuana. My deal has always been Johnny Walker blue or black. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. <laughs> no. uh, yeah. Now. That, that, yeah, that's my idea. Where Where are people getting these products, or where can they they get these products if there's only one patent for it and it's still a Schedule One drug? Well, there's one patent for as far as as far as for uh, a neuroprotective antioxidant. Okay. There's plenty of uh, patents out there where people are from making, you know, I've just been queued into this world for about 14 months, but you can pretty much get it everywhere because even like the, the gum that I chew, it's all natural. It, it's very healthy for you. They're going to start selling it in health food stores. They're going to start selling it uh, hopefully in GNCs and things of, of that nature, but you can find them anywhere. Just a cursory just a tertiary search on, on the internet, you'll, you'll be able to find all types of CBD products okay. that different companies have. I'm not saying it's the miracle drug and, and, and the be-all, end-all, but uh, there are some benefits that, that can be had from, from CBD. One of my questions was, are you taking any part in helping the movement in moving marijuana from a Schedule One drug to a Schedule Two through Five? Is that, um, is that you know what I, I I know people I know people who are uh, and you can kind of say I'm there because if it's scheduled then you know there'd be more if it's rescheduled that will quicken the time on a lot of research because you can get a prescription for cocaine but you can't get one for marijuana which is which is absolutely crazy and I think it needs to be either rescheduled or de- decriminalized but. There are a lot of good people in this country that are working on that right now, and you know I don't know if they really need my help, but they're they're pretty far along because in, I told somebody the other day in about five years over the fifty states it's either going to be decriminalized or it's going to be rescheduled, you know, and in ten years I I think it's just going to be you know I think it's going to be all, uh, uh, rescheduled and, and and it's going to be legal in all fifty states. But the biggest thing that's going to come out of it is is that once they reschedule it and, and do reschedule it, you're going to get a lot of doctors 
and researchers now that, that won't touch it that are going to start researching the cannabis plant, and you're going to see a lot of benefits that, that come out that, that that's going to come out of there because you know this prohibition of eighty something years it needs to, it needs to end should have ended ten twenty years ago, but now we're going to catch up with the rest of the world. You know when, when they reschedule, the researchers can really research and, and see the benefits that they get from it. I think it's going to do a lot of good for not only people with, with head injuries, but all types of sicknesses. I think it's, like I said, I, it, it's not a miracle drug, but I think the benefits that are going to come out of the cannabis plant haven't even been realized yet. Absolutely. And I absolutely agree with you that it should have been reclassified or decriminalized 10, 20 years ago. I just don't think there was any politician that wanted to be known as the politician who legalized pot, again, because of that negative stigma. Exactly. I want you know, to, and then you still have uh, President. You know, this is this is, and I mean, you're talking about legalization, rescheduling, and you're talking about, and I'm looking at the the current political climate. You know, you still have people that are running for the highest office in our land, and like the guy that's up here, Chris Christie, is telling people in Colorado, Oregon, Alaska. And Washington enjoy it while they can because when he gets in office, he's going to enforce the federal law. And uh, Carly Farina, I know she she shoots up with a rock, with, with a rocket, but I'm kind of watching her. She's saying that you know marijuana is, is is worse than alcohol, and I know that's not I know that's not true. You can talk to people in law enforcement and ask them how many domestic violence calls you come to you go to get alcohol involved, and they give you a number, and it's a high number. To then ask them how many domestic violence calls when uh, marijuana is involved, that this this it's non-existent. It's non-existent. So you still got to keep educating people. And you know, Colorado and, and Oregon and Washington, Alaska and, and and the District of Columbia, all hell hasn't broken loose. I, I think if you look across the board, mostly from the FBI crime index, I think most of the crime, uh, the number of the crimes have gone down because of the legalization of marijuana. Yeah. Crime has decreased, and governments are actually saving money. Yeah, and governments yeah. are saving money because yeah. they're not incarcerating nonviolent drug offenders who have, you know, an ounce or less. Yeah, I actually wanted to segue a little bit into concussions and brain injuries in the NFL as well. Okay. And you've, ref- okay. you've you've referred to concussions and brain injuries in the NFL as an industry disease or a workplace hazard. Do you think that that puts some onus on the player and it's their choice to deal with the risk? Well, here's the whole thing. Like a guy like Chris Borland made a decision to walk away from the game because he was educated on this. But I think that and CTE was. You know, Dr. Amalu didn't discover it until 2003, 2004. So players in my era, we didn't know about it. We we knew we knew the risk of playing football, but we never knew that we would leave the game and playing the game with a, with a disease. It is the NFL's industrial disease, just like mesothelioma is with asbestos, just like black lung diseases with coal mining. This is the NFL's industrial disease. Players now, and I think that now that the, the, the education and the, the the knowledge that they have, I think they can make a choice. But for 70 years of the NFL's existence, or you say 50 years since they put on helmets, nobody knew. Nobody knew that if you play this game, this is what could possibly happen. You're going to leave this game with a disease. 
I know personally, and I talked to Cal Turley. Cal Turley said, you know, Marvin, I could have played baseball. Now, if I would have known this, I would have I would have stayed in basketball. I would have worked my jump shot a little bit better. You know, so we did not know. But over the last maybe five to eight years, players now are more educated on this. But the NFL still hasn't admitted anything about CTE or acknowledged it, and including in the concussion settlement deal. CTE and, and behavioral and, 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 and the behavioral symptoms have been left out, the, out that deal, and the NFL doesn't have to acknowledge it ever. Even if there is a discovery in, in liver recipients, whatever, they, they can't. They, they won't acknowledge it. That seems slightly nefarious by them. Uh, well, it, 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 it is. If I, you know, I don't want to get on my soapbox or anything, but I could break this concussion settlement down, and it's just a basic deal of the owners who will work in the NFL work eleven billion dollars got up, got over us, got over on us, and I know that the payout on the concussion settlement deal is uncapped, but according to the NFL actuary, over 80 years, the owners are only going to pay out $675 million. That's it, over 80 years. And the average payout for the players, it's not all these millions people are thinking about. It's not. And that's just a story for another time. But it's the worst going to get out about this settlement and the worst going to get out about how the NFL is still trying to ignore this issue. I definitely agree that CBD and medical marijuana are possible ways to make the game safer, which I definitely think is one of the most important aspects. Are there any other possible solutions? Please, I I apologize, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Well, no, 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 no. To make the game safer, I've always said, if you want to make this, if you're going to have to make this game safer, and for this game to continue to grow, and Roger Goodell, he's the, I, I would call the, the, the bottom line financial commissioner, because that's what he's concerned about. I don't, I, and I have no issue with that. There's a bunch of CEOs like that. But he says by 2025, he wants the NFL to be $25 billion industry. If they don't make this game safer through equipment or science, there's no way in hell that's going to come, because this is the information age right here, and information travels faster than, than it ever has, and people don't go to the traditional sources like they did when I grew up from mainstream media or mainstream, you know, the, uh, the papers or, 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 or the, uh, the network and get it. There's all types of information out there. Over the next two or three years, people's eyes are really going to be open about football. And it's being open, and it's going to be open for more with this movie that comes out about Dr. Malu call concussion. And I can tell you that youth participation in football since 2010, when the concussion lawsuit was all was out, is down 10 per, down 13 percent. High school participation in football is down three percent, and that may not sound much, but that equals out to probably 2.8 million kids not playing. Yeah, uh, the three percent. I don't know what what it is on the thirteen percent, but that's in the millions too. And so when this movie comes out with Dr. Milo, who's on our board, this is going to take CTE into the mainstream, not just ESPN, not just uh, Sports Illustrated, and, and, and not just you know for, for for nerds that watch PBS or whatever. This is going to take it into the mainstream. And now you're going to have moms and dads who are going to remember that movie and say, wait a minute, we, we, we can't let them. So they're going to make a choice of whether they want their sons to play football. I'm, number one, very interested and uh, excited about this movie. And you actually read my mind because my next question was going to be, 
does the movie Concussion, uh, starring Will Smith, thrust these issues into the spotlight? And I think you've definitely answered that question in the affirmative. Well, there's, there's, there's no doubt the NFL has, has had meetings about how they're going to handle the if there's a backlash or how they're going to handle it and answer the questions. And we've already seen they're going to put on seminars and going to talk about you know the reconfigured head, neck, and spine committee and how the game is safer and how concussions are down. But I'm telling you, you know, concussions are down, but but back of the head concussions where you hit your head on on, on the field, that's not that hasn't gone down. And and, and concussions are happening every week because you 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 have three or four players from the first week of this season that are out right now because of concussions. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's either going to come it's either going to come with science or it's going to come with 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 equipment. This is something that I have a friend of mine who uh, was working with the Jets with Weed Eubank back in the 60s. And Weed looked at, took, took a helmet one time and said, this is all wrong. He said the patent should be on the outside of the helmet, not the inside. And he's, and he's tr- and it was true. So this was 50 years ago. Wow. This was 50 years ago. I, so, you're, you're, you know, you're dropping knowledge on me. Right. I didn't even know that. No, this is because I'm, I'm trying to bone up on all of this so I can answer when asked and have an intelligent intelligent answer when people ask me these questions because a lot of people don't even know. My thing with the NFL is, is Ken, is when did they know it and and what did they, what did they know and when did they know it? That's one thing that they won't admit to. That's one thing why they put out the the the, the, uh, the, the left CPE out of the uh, out of the uh, settlement. But I'm hoping that there's another group of players that played in the state of Missouri that can sue, sue the NFL directly, and they haven't settled. I'm hoping they get to court, but I doubt it. I doubt it. I think the NFL is going to pay them off. Yeah. Uh, or they're going to wait them. They're or they're going to wait them out because the NFL, when you took them to court, it was deny, delay, and then you die. Deny, delay, then you die. That was the, that's what the NFL would do because they can. Because they can. If they're it's like going to get the if this was the last picture you want to get, you know, turn a century last if you want to get you, but still. You don't have the means or the time to, to win against them. And that 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 was the NFL's position. They said it's a strong defensible position. That's why they settled it. But how do you have a concussion settlement and you leave out concussion? Absolutely. In this concussion settlement, ninety seven percent of the guys are gonna get it for uh, ALS, Alzheimer's. No, they're going to get for Alzheimer's and dementia. Ninety-seven percent of the players. The, those are best ones are going to get paid out the settlement, and the average payout for them is going to be probably between one hundred and forty and one hundred ninety and one hundred and ninety thousand dollars, according to the, the NFL's own actuary. The average age of somebody that's going to get compensation is going to be age seventy-seven. Oh wow! Now tell me what the average male life expectancy. Life, life expectancy is it's 78. <laughs> you, you, I, I can tell you stuff about this concussion settlement that it will, it will make you, but it's going to come out. We're, we're, we're putting this, something together. Um, like it, it's going to be pretty big. I can't really go into it, but people are going to know some facts about CTE and concussion and what the NFL is doing about it. Absolutely. And I think, as we've been discussing, the most, one of the most important things is education and getting people raising the awareness. One of my, one of my last, I only have a few more questions for you. I wanted to bring it back to the movie. Is the NFL worried about the movie, and do they have a reason to be if they are? 
yes, they're worried about they're, they're worried about the moves because they've had so far that I, that I know of, they've had four four meetings on the NFL owners, and they came up to a strategy to combat it by saying they're going to get their own seminars and they're going to talk about you know their their own forums where they talk about safety and, and brains and whatever. But this gets into like I said, the mainstream, and this coming out on Christmas Day, it's 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 sort of like a human interest story. It's going to hit. Well, Star Wars is going to be out by then, but that's going to take a lot of the, the movie-going dollars. I understand that. But if you want to take your this movie, is going to be a family, a human interest story because it has sports, it has romance because his his wife is in there pushing him to keep telling him to keep going and whatever. It has everything, sort of like Pursuit of Happiness, which is another one of Will Smith's uh, $100 million movies. Will Smith opens up a movie on Christmas Day. It's going to go over $100 million. That's Will Smith. Will Smith doesn't do movies like that unless he does blockbusters. Yeah, this is going to put it into, like I said, single moms. This is going to put it into soccer moms. This is going to put it into football dads. People are going to be able to say, wait a minute. Little Johnny, I don't think he should play football. And Little Johnny will say, why? He said, well, let's watch this movie. This is what this is what can happen to you. I'm looking out for you, son. You can play baseball. You can play soccer. You can play basketball. You can swim. You can do this, that, and the other. But this game right here is too dangerous as of now because there still is no help and there's no cure for this disease. If we come up with our science, I believe that we can make the game safer. One more question. I read in your bio that you have a son that plays football. Is he still playing football? And are you at all worried about that? Yeah, he's on he's he's on, on the practice squad up in the CFL, gonna work his way down here. I have two sons, and I did you know my oldest son started playing football, you know, about the time that I I just retired, Pop uh, Warner and Pee Wee football. I'm worried about him, but I know that he's educated enough, uh, and he has me. If if anything that's happened to him, he won't be rushed back on the field. And he will take, he will take the, you know, if he gets a concussion or something like that, he won't be rushed back on the field and he will get three or four opinions of whether it, whether it behooves him to continue to play football or not. My youngest son plays basketball. What let him play football? Deion Sanders is the football coach at his high school and, and was begging him last spring to go play, play football. And it was like, go ask my dad. No, I'm not playing. <laughs> Now, that's just, that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. Anybody else's kids, that's their, that's, that's their choice. It's just my deal. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like you and your family sat down, talked, and educated everybody and actually had a good conversation about the pros and the cons and the risks and the rewards, which I think is something that every family who has a child going out for sports can learn from. Well, I, I think you, you should have that talk about any sports. You know, there are some, and let me say this, let me say this, Ken, I love football. You know, this is a, a fun time for me. Watching it, I'm going to, to a cigar club tonight to watch my old team play, the Jets. And I love football. I just want to make it safer. I want to make it a safe game to the people that want to participate in it and can, can participate in it and not leave the game with the disease. We know about the, the orthopedic injuries that you're going to get. But with medical science today, you can rehab yourself and be back out there or be back and have a productive life through, you know, you know, medical science and had as far as, you know, broken 
hell, hell, we have a guy up here that's going to play the game probably the later part of this year, and he has, he has eight fingers. You know, so you can play that, but but what about your head when it comes to the behavioral issues uh, and, and CP and the, and the brain disease? That's what that's my only issue with it. But I love the game. I want to see the game grow. I think there are some life lessons in there that you can only get from playing football. I just want to see the game made safer. That's it. From, from the neck up. From the neck up. I don't think anybody would disagree with you on that one. Final question. Are there any yeah. uh, um, events, fundraisers, anything to raise awareness that we can send out to people either in regards to the development of CBD or the, uh, the awareness of concussions and brain injuries in sports? Anything at all we can tell people to go, hey, check this out, put your support here? You know what? You can get with uh, Andrew and Rob because I know we're, we're, Canada Life will put together something the next month, and we wanted to we wanted to get it to as many people as possible. We have, we wanted to go viral what we're going to do, and I'm sure they're going to get back in contact with you to spread it in your platform when, when it comes out because it definitely needs to be some awareness about this bill, about CTE, the diagnosis, and the therapeutic help that's out there. Yeah, when we when we get ready to do that, I'm sure they're going to be in contact with you. To spread it, to spread it on your, you know, media platform because we want to get the word out to athletes and nerds and everybody about not only what we're doing, but what CTE is, CTE is, and CBD. Absolutely, and I uh, give you my word that we will do everything and anything we can to make that go viral, spread the awareness, whatever we need to do. You have our support, absolutely, and you're. I appreciate that, Ken. Your uh, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets have my support tonight as well. I'm a Tennessee Titans fan, <laughs> so division rival Colts okay. need to go down. <laughs> no problem, Ken. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Marvin.